Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's a Wednesday. AJ Gibson is still out. We're wishing him well, but we've got the beautiful Char Gisela still here. I like it here with you. I do. I like it here with you, too. Yeah. I, I could get used to this. I mean, we love AJ. AJ, yes, I love, we love you. AJ. And I'm sending you healing powers mm, and healing send energy. Them. But these hours are ideal for me. I'm going to be honest. Listen, the, the hours are not. People know, me. everyone listening knows that they can catch me at 2 p.m., Pacific Standard Time right here on Channel Q every Friday with Ryan and Shira. You know what I'd like to see? <clears throat> apparently I have a, apparently I have opinions. <laughs> apparently I'm going through puberty. I would like to see Char Jassel taking over from like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yeah. That That's what I would like to see. That would be cute. What that would, would you talk cute. about? I don't know. Probably like I think my angle would probably be like live your best life type thing. Very Iconic. Oprah show. Leaning into like, I read a lot of books. I'd love to have authors on. Yes. Like, you know, like a, a mental health deep dive. Like I a love check-in. that. Well, because you're a reader. Something that Shark can do that I don't understand. She can watch television with the closed captions on whilst reading a book. Yes. But listen, the volume is still up, but it's just turned down. I just got Viola Davis's book in the mail yesterday and I read the first two chapters. First of all, the clip that you showed me of Oprah. <laughs> if you haven't read the first chapter, the no, beginning of it's it. It's the first paragraph. <laughs> I know we have to hop into the show, but Oprah and Viola have a Netflix interview special and Oprah's like, the first paragraph. As soon as I read it, I said, I have to make this a book club. But if you all get the book, the first paragraph, you're gonna be, you're expecting something uh-huh, profound, uh-huh. but the first paragraph is kind of... It is, is kind of profound. It's just not the way that we thought. We have a great show for you this week. (laughs) Char, let me tell you something. Imagine a man donating sperm to a friend. That seems very nice. Yes. But what if he didn't tell his wife? Ooh. We're talking about it. That happened to one man. Also, this show, Tucker Carlson has a new theory on how to stay healthy. It might be the first time I agree with him. We're going to talk to Dr. James Simmons and what the health on how you can stay healthy Mm -hmm. uh, and you don't want to miss that. And then a new TikTok trend, delusional girl. Are we just manifesting our new life or are we just avoiding problems that we need to all go to therapy for? It's a good conversation. I can't wait to dive into that one. Same. So let's get for now a little news on the beat. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed a bill Tuesday explicitly prohibiting the use of non-binary gender markers on state birth certificates. A ban experts say is the first of its kind in the nation. 
The bill followed a flap last year over the Oklahoma State Department of Health's agreement in a civil case allowing a non-binary option. The birth certificate in that case was issued to an Oklahoma-born Oregon resident who sued after the agency initially refused the request. People who are non-binary do not identify with traditional male or female gender assignments. News of the settlement prompted outrage among Republicans, including Stitt, who, along with fellow conservatives in a number of GOP-led states, have been engaged in a culture war over issues like restricting LGBTQ and abortion rights that drive the party's base in an election year. Stitt's appointee to lead the agency abruptly resigned. The next day, and the governor then promptly issued an executive order prohibiting any changes to a person's gender on birth certificates, despite the settlement agreement. A civil rights group has challenged the executive order in federal court, but the state has not yet responded. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 58 in Boston, a high of 79 in Dallas, 94 in La Quinta, 42 in Cleveland, 77 in Atlanta, 60 in San Francisco, 81 in Houston, 92 in Palm Springs, and 72 in L.A. with a little cloud. Uh, now, before Shark gives you the vibe of the day, I want to remind you, Channel Q presents our second annual Divas in the Desert, starring the Tell It to My Heart Diva, the one and only Taylor Dane, Thursday, May 19th, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Divas in the Desert is our fundraising event benefiting Desert AIDS Project Health and the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center. So much fun. Rosemary Galore and friends will be joining us for a fun drag show. Plus, our very own me will be performing songs for my new album. And Capping the Night will be a special <laughs> guest. I, every time, it, I got to change this copy. Because you do. It's a, I'm also very Ron Burgundy. Like, if it's there, I will read you it. you got to make a Michaela Gordon copy of that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Go to WeAreChannelQ.com. Now, give us a vibe of the day. The vibe of the day goes to one of our personal heroes and also a fellow Capricorn queen, Dolly Parton. Oh, Dolly! Dolly says, the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you gotta put up with the rain. Why is she so brilliant? Love her. Smart. (laughs) Love her. Good morning, B. Channel Q. All right, this is interesting. So me and Lisa have been dealing with HRC Fertility to freeze my eggs. Uh, we want to do embryos, so we've been sperm shopping. It's been hell. I feel like every cis woman on this damn station is got the egg work going right now. Well, we're of the age, sis. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta gotta butter up these uh, eggs. And I went to my gynecologist and was diagnosed with PCOS. And um, it's uh, the number one cause of infertility. So I've been really watching it. But imagine that you are in a relationship mm-hmm. and we love that. And then you find out that your man Mm -hmm. donated sperm to an asexual female friend and she's now pregnant with twins via IVF. Okay, so here's the thing. I understand because asexuality means that you're not uh, sexually attracted to anyone, correct? So I understand this friend not going through the traditional methods of getting pregnant. However, I don't have an issue with this. I just would, if we are in a committed I'm assuming monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. Let me know. Let's have a conversation before you go, you know, doing something like that. 
And that's with respect to personal autonomy and you can do what you want with your body. But if you're in a relationship, I think that it's only fair to have a conversation before you go off and do something like that. A thousand percent. Uh, To me, this feels like such a huge betrayal. He was a 31-year-old man. They went to the clinic, a licensed clinic for the donation, and that in accordance with the law, the father will not be obliged to pay maintenance for his unborn child in the future. Turns out child is children. Uh, His wife said never occurred to her that he'd offer to be her donor without running it by his wife first. So the mother of the twins now didn't know the wife didn't know. That's what she's claiming. Uh, Which, I mean, that's believable. Fair. Let's, Let's be honest. But I feel like none of this makes sense to me. If I were to get sperm from a man, like... Because we asked a friend of ours who respectfully and understandably declined. Uh When we had that conversation, it was the three of us talking, discussing, looking what that looks like. Like, it's not like a situation where I'm like, hey, bro, can we go to the clinic? Just put it in me. Like the fact that it wasn't even a conversation for the for the woman who's now carrying the children with the wife? Well, Seems odd. That is very odd, but I, I, I'm i willing to give grace here because it was done in in a professional way. It's not like they were, you know, at home with the turkey baster. Right. Um, so I'm willing to give just a little bit gra- of grace here, but I totally see where you're coming from. This should have been a group discussion for sure. Yeah, I feel like it could just be such a betrayal. And even though she's asexual... And we've had segments about people who are asexual. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel a type of way about my man impregnating another woman. But why? He didn't do it the traditional way. That's the only way. Me, Shar would have an, a problem with the traditional way. But I then see <laughs> the two twin girls or twi- two oh, twins. Yeah. And like, they look like my husband. Yeah. What if they look just like my husband? Like and you took that. This article does not state if this couple has children. Right. So who's to say? What if what if the woman is having fertility issues herself? Not the asexual friend, but the spouse, and what that might represent for her. Right. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's just tough. Uh, yeah, I think he's the a hole here for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's not something that you conceal from a partner. He's no, definitely the a-hole. He is, and I feel like the mother of the children is half a-hole. Because yeah. she should have talked to the Because this wife. is a process. We should emphasize that. This is not like a, oh, like drive through at the McDonald's. Like, there is a process. There are conversations, papers, and documents you got to fill out. Yeah. Yeah, they they had months to, to disclose this information to the spouse. I agree. It's crazy. All right, coming up, one pop star is explaining why he refuses to label his sexuality. Is he comfortable with his sexuality or just confused? We discuss him. What's popping? Good morning, B. Channel Q. All right, it's time for a little What's Poppin'. Now, Harry Styles really, like, made waves, honey, at Coachella, especially bringing Shania Twain out. It was such an iconic and Lizzo. moment. And Lizzo. And Lizzo. It was so iconic. I feel like I remember Shania Twain more only because she's, like, 50 years old, and she's been, like, off the radar yeah. for so long. I mean, her politics are a little problematic, one would argue, but when I think Shania Twain, my mind, I don't know about you or producer Vanessa, my mind instantly goes to VH1. Oh, yeah. Her videos, Her like, videos were, like, the leopard look. It was always on VH1. Gloves. Always. And it was so Pop-up video. Like, oh, it was pop-up just, video. It was there. I loved it. And I love Harry Styles, but Harry Styles is saying he's not one for labels. In the June issue of Better Homes and Gardens, the As It Was singer opened up about the outdated expectations he feels from those expecting him to publicly declare his sexuality and explained why he'd prefer to keep his personal life private. I've been 
really open with my friends, but that's my personal experience and it's mine. The whole point of where we should be heading, which is toward accepting everybody and being more open, is that it doesn't matter. And it's not about having to label everything, not having to clarify what boxes you're checking. Mm -hmm. I feel that. And I love that because I think that... Over time, the conversations have differed for a lot of people. People that I think would never be in same-sex relationships Mm -hmm. found that they were very happy in a same-sex relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, as you expand, as you grow, I believe so does your sexuality and your intimacy. And once you label something, it's hard to shake that label. Well, this also helps, I think, on a marketing aspect, right? Because everybody can have their fantasy fulfilled. If he never yeah, says true. what he is, everyone can, who's his fans, can look and lust because it's a possibility. You don't know. Yeah. He, yeah. he hasn't said, you know, whatever. So I like this approach. I really do like this approach because it's it's so strange. It feels like we do have these conversations about living in this equitable, kind of labelless society, but then, you know, I, we love boxes. We love putting people in categorical we boxes. We love boxes. We love it. So, but I, we love organization shows. We love Marie Kondo. We, we love having places for things. <laughs> so why would people be any different? We do. I should mention that in a 2019 interview with The Guardian, he was asked if he was bisexual. So people really want to know what Harry Styles, and I think he throws people off when yeah, he, he you know, gets the colored manicures or poses in dresses, yeah. but he's still a very, you know, masculine man. Like, people just, confident. just they want somewhere to put him. Well, and I like that he is leaving the no. people hanging high and dry. Well, this is like Shawn Mendes when he came out and said, I want to be my truest self, but I don't know if you would accept me as that. Now, he hasn't come out and made any announcements since okay. then. But, honey, what are you trying to say? Maybe he'll take note from Harry Styles and not say anything at all. I mean, you don't have to. Just make the music. Yeah, just make the music. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. AJ Gibson is out this week, but we've got Char. And if you've been listening for the past two days, you know that 7 a.m. is Char's power 
hour Shay Love set. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm in my bag. I'm energized. I'm punching the air. You're I'm standing her. during the show. You are standing. I love 7 a.m. <laughs> I feel like Oprah, 7 a.m. I will never experience 7 a.m. again the same way. I will always think of you at 7 a.m. and I will know that you're living your truth. It is the best part of the day. The best time of the day. I still maintain that. Well, we have a great hour for you. Uh, something that Tucker Carlson said uh, on how to stay healthy has us all scratching our heads, but we've got Dr. James Simmons to confirm whether this can keep you healthy or not. Uh, also, we're taught that we can manifest our life if we stay positive, but thanks to this new TikTok trend, are we just avoiding our feelings and is it more delusional? I'm excited to have this conversation. I had therapy yesterday and my therapist, ke- my therapist <laughs> keeps me in check she's like part of the job originally russian but she's made her whole life here and i we have like a very similar life i will say this i never thought a therapist should have similar experiences to you like i didn't think it mattered Uh and then finding this therapist who's had a very similar life to me and like overcame and thrives context matters (gasps) when i say i don't know it, it hurts me wet and she's like Totally. And then can validate everything I just said with a solution. That's why I love therapy. And but I'm very I think at this stage in my life, I want a culturally competent therapist. Yeah. Like if I'm going in discussing the nuances of like the summer of 2020. Right. Right. I need a culturally competent therapist. Yes. I'm, I'm not trying to explain to you, you know, the plight of the black woman. I need you to know or have an idea yeah. so that we can have a meaningful conversation. I agree. I think it's very important. So we'll have that <laughs> conversation as well. But for now, let's get into a little bit of news on the beat. The Russian government is finding Facebook, Instagram and TikTok for refusing to remove LGBTQ content that violates the country's 2013 law against so-called gay propaganda. On Tuesday, a Moscow court ordered Meta, Facebook, and Instagram's parent company to pay a fine of 4 million rubles. That's about $53,000. The court also ordered TikTok to pay a fine of 2 million rubles, about $26,000. While the fines are connected to the gay propaganda law, the court's decision is more immediately connected to Russia's attempts to discredit the social media outlets for exposing Russia's war crimes during its continued invasion of Ukraine. Since Russia began its invasion in February, the Russian government's media a regulator uh, told Meta to stop fact-checking and labeling disinformation about the invasion posted by Russia's state-owned media organizations. Uh, the law has been roundly condemned by the United Nations Committee on the Rights of the Child, the Human Rights Groups, Amnesty International, and Human Rights Watch and civil rights activists around the world. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 72 in L.A. today, 91 in Vegas, 92 in Palm Springs, 61 in San Francisco, 40 in Buffalo, 93 in Cathedral City, 79 in Dallas, and 59 in Boston. Now, before Shar gives you a vibe of the day, I want to remind you that Channel Q presents our second annual Divas in the Desert, starring the Tell It to My Heart Diva, the <laughs> one and only Taylor Dane, Thursday, May 19th, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort in Spa Divas in the Desert is our fundraising event benefiting Desert AIDS Project Health and the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center. I'll be there singing a few songs from my upcoming album. And then, of course, Taylor Dane will be kicking it off the night. Uh, Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. And keep it tuned here for your chance to win your way in. Now, Shark, give them a vibe of the day. This vibe of the day is brought to you by the iconic lesbian, feminist, black 
author Audrey Lord. If you have not gotten into her works, I highly recommend that you do. Audrey says, if I didn't define myself for myself, I would be crunched into other people's fantasies for me and eaten alive. Just a reminder to stand yeah. firm in your convictions. And you, you're the captain of your destiny. You're the captain of your own ship. Yeah, I love that the, vibe. Of the 7 a.m. I love it. 7 yes. a.m. is your hour because I've really felt that vibe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now I'm going to go take the day now. <laughs> All right, coming up, Tucker Carlson is a new theory on how to stay healthy. And this might be the first time I agree with him. Dr. James Simmons joins us for What the Health coming up in seven minutes. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Uh, oddly enough, that song, Who Said Boys Don't Cry, really relates to this next segment. And we're listening to Grey's Anatomy. Yes. The theme to Grey's Anatomy. Uh-huh. I wonder if Meredith would approve of this. Yes, because <laughs> listen, Tucker Carlson is crying, but he says it's because of the lack of testosterone. So we've got Dr. James Simmons joining us to talk about a new campaign Tucker Carlson has going for himself. Now people are mocking it, they're laughing, but listen, we want to know the truth. So good morning, Dr. James Simmons. Talk to us about testicle tanning. oh boy did michaela gordon did you ever think those words would come out of your mouth listen to me i didn't think testicles would ever come out of my mouth but i feel like (laughs) i'm so triggered and unwell after watching the uh char showed me the advertisement advertisement, and i have so many opinions Uh i'm laughing but it's to hide my tears talk to us about Uh the thoughts behind this the, the end of men, right? And this right. is actually part documentary part two, I believe, from uh, Tucker Carlson. So, you know, Tucker Carlson's kind of been on this campaign for a while now, you know, trying to bring back the, the all-American man and bring back testosterone and what it means to be a real man and all of those things. Obviously pretty problematic and is in a completely different, you know, that's a whole different conversation. But one of the things that is going on with this is that he's bringing these experts on and they're talking about different therapies specifically for men and specifically to increase testosterone. And one of them that his expert, or I use that term loosely, that is on his documentary recommends is red light therapies, which is red light or near infrared light targeted at the Scrotum and the medical nerd in me has to be very specific about this. Mm-hmm. You can't actually tan your testicles. It would be like saying laying out at the beach and saying, I'm doing a colon tan. Like, no, you're, you're tanning your skin because that's what's on the outside. So your testicles sit in your scrotum for people who have them. So anyway, red light therapy directed at your scrotum to increase testosterone. That's this person's recommendation, and obviously the internet is having a field day with this. Yes, I must say, watching that ad, well, re-watching that ad, especially on the heels of Netflix's documentary about Amber Crombie and Fitch and how gay men influenced that marketing, it was so homoerotic. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, Tucker, how you doing? It's so homoerotic. <laughs> I, have to, I have to ask, though, because I noticed in his interviews, you know, his quote-unquote experts uh, talk about research and studies, but they never really state any fundamental statistics. Uh, What can we say to, well, what do you have to offer, Dr. James, to, uh, Uh I guess, counteract this ridiculous ad? Because, I mean, to the naked eye, it's ridiculous. But like I said, they always say research or studies, but no one's ever saying, like, according to the Center of Disease Control, this will do this. How How do you think these people got the ball rolling 
on quote unquote red light no therapy. Pun intended on the <laughs> quote unquote uh, red light hey. therapy, you know, increasing <laughs> testosterone. Sure. So there there are some uh, a lot of anecdotal um, reports of this. So anecdotal meaning this thing happened to me or someone I know, and it changed something about me. Therefore, it must be true. Right. So, Mm. um, you know, so there are lots of people who have gotten red light therapy, maybe their entire body and they've been nude while they've done it. Or maybe it's even been targeted at their scrotum slash testicles. And they've also seen a change in their testosterone. Okay, if that's happening to an individual, that's great. That's certainly not something that we can extrapolate to the entire population. Also, what were the other factors that went into that? Did that person start exercising more? Did they lose um, body fat? Because there is um, something of a direct correlation between higher levels of uh, fat, which can turn into its own hormone organ, and lower levels of testosterone. Was that person also taking a testosterone supplement and just chose not to tell us, right? So this is why we do things like have research, where we have large amounts of people that we study over a long time, mm-hmm. which is why research kind of sucks because it takes forever, but a large amount of people over amount of time, we have a control group, you are not getting red light therapy to your testicles. And another group, you are getting red light therapy to your testicles. We measure testosterone levels in both of those groups, see what changed with all other things being equal. We've never done that. No one's done that. So no one can say, here's a big, large, randomized, controlled trial study of people who got red light therapy to their testicles. And yes, we can definitively claim or at least say that there is a really strong association between red light therapy and increase in testosterone. Now, what we do see in some smaller studies, because I have to give credit where credit is due, in some very smaller studies, there is starting to be some promise that red light therapy or near-infrared light therapy could actually have some benefits for things like people who struggle with pain, with like rheumatoid arthritis type Mm -hmm. of pain, Um, some other like hair growth it can really work on. You know, there are some people out there who, who claim it is like the second coming when it comes to skincare particularly getting rid of wrinkles yes, and scars. Yes, I have scars. heard that. Um, I actually, I do. I have heard I've that. been going for a couple months to this place by my house, and I do red light therapy. And when I got my breast implants taken out, I had such scarring that I was recommended to go, and it did help heal with the scarring. So, like, I have seen I people do, get those masks that yes, look like the Iron Man mask, and it's red light therapy. Yeah. I think just the yeah. problem for me, not that it doesn't make sense, I think that red light therapy is great. I think he's repackaging it sort of how Shar said and then saying like if you put your testicles there it's going to build testosterone because also if it is building testosterone I don't want to use it as a woman I would want to know that it's it's not building testosterone I also think that literally this is the most triggering offensive thing I've ever seen in my life and they are so afraid of feminists and to watch them like drinking eggs the way that it's pushing toxic masculinity is so scary to me. And I'd argue that it goes beyond feminism, right? There, there's has been a shift in conversations around masculinity where it's like men are now expressing feelings like we're creating safe spaces, a lot of us culturally, for men to cry, for men to say that they're sorry, for men to have critical emotional thinking, and they don't want that. Right. They don't want that. They want, you know, Johnny Appleseed. And that's not (laughs) That's not what's selling advertisements, right? That's not what's going to sell his documentary to his audience base, right? Mm -hmm. You guys know this being in media. What's the number one thing? Your audience. What does your audience want? And right now, Tucker Carlson, 
you know, I'm getting a little bit off of the medical track, but right now Tucker Carlson is placating to his audience, to his base. And from a, from a media standpoint, it's probably brilliant. It's probably smart at all of these, you know, I, I'm just saying, I'm not, I don't agree with it at all. No, yeah. I know you don't agree, but do you really believe his base is looking at him yes. and this guy yes. and going, I'm going to go out there and do yep. bromeotherapy yes. and tan my testicles? Yes. I mean, are we living in a yep. crazy world? Hear what I just said. Fox News <laughs> viewers can sometimes be very cult-like <laughs> and very easily influential, as we've seen in the past. Hello. And, and I think it's really important to remember, you know, like I, I grew up in Nebraska, you know, as my dad was passing the last few months, I was going back and forth to Nebraska a lot. And it it was really good for me to get out of the bubble that I live in and mm. go see like and not every, I'm not I don't like to generalize all of middle America. I hate when people do that. But mm-hmm. I was spending time in a state where 93 percent of the people voted for Donald Trump twice. And so these are the men that I grew up with. These are the men that helped raise me. Mm-hmm. So I understand them. And I understand what, what, when certain men that have been a part of my life or certain men that are from the communities where I grew up see a, document, a documentary like this, they watch Fox News, they listen to Tucker Carlson, and that's why it actually scares me. That's why I get passionate about it, because these are people who might, we might have very strong different political ideologies, but they're also human beings that I care about. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to fry their testicles in front of a red light with something that's not going to work. You know what I mean? Dr. James Simmons, you're incredible. Thank you, as always, for having these conversations with us, no matter how ridiculous they sound. Uh, Thank you, and what the hell? Anytime. All right, coming up, we're taught that we can manifest our life if we stay positive, but thanks to this new TikTok trend, are we just really avoiding our feelings, and is it more delusional? We discuss next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. B. B. Channel Q. It's about that time. I'm loving that new Lizzo song. Such a bop. So happy to have her back on the radio. Friends of Channel Q. Now, uh, something else that is very much trending is Delusional Girl. Have you heard about this? I have not. Okay, so Delusional Girl is a new TikTok trend. And it's literally these women that go on uh, to re-examine Uh, what it means outside the context of mental illness, like how to get the life you want. Like delusional girl is manifesting, but it being more of an issue of running from your problems, if that makes sense. So like it's the girl that's like, I can have whatever I want and I'm going to have a great life. While in the meantime, not taking care of any of the things she's supposed to be taking care of. And really a sense of escapism, which is what... TikTok is now being dragged for and I think it's a very interesting conversation because if you talk to somebody and you're like I manifested this life Mm -hmm. they're like what are you witchcraft what was it magic and you're like no, well, I did. Well, see, it, it all goes hand in hand to me because for me, manifestation is also the equivalent of prayer. It's just different right. words, right? Um, I do think that it does definitely become delusion, like you mentioned, if you are not actively working towards that goal, right? Right. So I always say, jokingly, that I have to be delusional enough to believe that I am the exception. And I say that as a black woman, as a black woman who is trans, 
And I met with statistics and news every day around black women who are trans and black girls who are trans. And so in order for me to keep going and to make sure that my mental health is in check, I oftentimes do sometimes joke around and say, I have to be delusional enough to believe that I am the exception. But what differs with that is that I'm actively working to make sure. And when I say the exception, that doesn't mean I'm closing the door behind me. Like the door has to remain open for the next girl. But I'm actively doing the work to make sure that I have the life and I attract and manifest the life that I so desire. Yeah. Well, for one of these users, Tiana, delusion has become an inviting space where she gets to shed the weight of the world from her shoulders. She says, I put on my rosy colored glasses and go on about my day and everything ends up working out. See? Uh, you can actively choose to not sit and wallow in the terrible that is true. energy. For that, I very much agree. She then says, yes, taxes need to be done and deadlines loom but we deserve to be irrationally selfish for an hour if need be even if that means taking ourselves on whimsical picnics or taking a full 30 minutes to learn a tiktok dance in the middle of a work day from time to time i don't think i would have agreed with this pre-pandemic but on the other side of lockdown right I totally i'm like I, I feel you sister do what you gotta do <laughs> i love this and i wish that the word wasn't delusional because i think that for me, mm -hmm. I wanted a different life. Like, I want to cut the generational curses. I mm -hmm. want to be removed from the family lineage and just take the positive. So I'm manifesting the life that I want while actively doing therapy, while journaling. You're doing While the taking the, the back skeletons out of the closet. And I think that that also equally has to be reinforced. Mm -hmm. Because I think that for me... This is just my experience. When I chose to look through rosy colored glasses, I drank too much in the pandemic. I bought too many things. Mm -hmm. I looked for so many things to sort of fill the void and the problems never go away. They just don't. Well, that is the huge differentiation here, I believe, right? This article is t saying people are manifesting, but they're not actively working towards it. Right. So if you know that you want something and you just keep telling yourself that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, but you're not putting in the work, like it goes hand in hand. Yeah. You know, faith without works is dead. Like that is that is an yes. overarching. Yes. You know, you can't just sit there twiddling your thumbs, praying and manifesting and not actively working towards yeah. it. I think this is an interesting conversation. I'm happy we had it. So if, oh, this, yeah. if this affects you, I hope it does. It got me today, too. I'm like, OK, I got to go do more work now. Mm-hmm. Never relaxing. <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Okay, so this is interesting because the Met Gala is where some of the most infamous looks have come from. Kim Kardashian, when she was pregnant and everyone compared her to a sofa. I mean, Katy Perry <laughs> showing up as a chandelier. Like, over the was years... Was this where Katy was the burger as well? Or was yes, that something else? Yes, it was. Also, rules have been broken. Photos are not supposed to be taken inside. And then remember that uh, photo of all the women, including Kendall Jenner, in the bathroom? They took a I smoke break. I, I love loved that. it, too. And I, I see a lot photo. of people, you know, it'd, it'd be the men and the women in the bathroom taking the bathroom selfie yeah. i love it yeah i really only watch for beyonce and rihanna so if they're really not going to be there it's it doesn't like, matter you know. well tom ford is saying that he's kind of over it he said the only thing about the met that i wish hadn't happened is that it's turned into a costume party he says Wasn't that the intention no he says that used to be 
very chic people wearing beautiful clothes going to an exhibition about the 18th century. You didn't have to look like the 18th century. You didn't have to dress like a hamburger. You didn't have to arrive in a van when you're, where you were standing up because you couldn't sit down because you wore a chandelier. And he's really calling out Katy Perry. He's saying that this was meant for... Uh, just beautiful, chic things, and, and I just like where it's going. I mean, he would know better than I would, but from my understanding, I've been following the Met Gala for about a decade now, and you dress the theme. That's the whole point of Anna Wintour and the girls releasing that this year's theme, you know, is Chinese chicken salad. And then you go out and you get creative as to what you're going to wear. Right. Um, what I will say, though, and someone's not going to like this, I do think that influencers at the Met Gala kind of cheapens it. I'm sorry. I do. Yeah. I do. And I understand that the, the, the culture of celebrity is shifting and changing. But when I look and I see like YouTubers, and this is no shade, no heat, no judgment. I know it. I know. But when I see YouTubers and they, they do their vlogs, and shout out to Jackie Ina, shout out to Nikki Tutorials. Like, I like them, so I'm yeah, biased. right. But there's certain people where I'm like, how the hell? And I'm not coming from a hater standpoint. I Listen. just think that... It's an event for the people who aren't influencers, for the talented people. Okay, now I'm I hear everything you're saying. And one time (laughs) I said, are we living in a culture where Teresa Giudice from Housewives of Jersey is more famous than Julia Roberts? Is Mm. that where we live? And the answer is, yeah, she is. Yeah. Reality has become such a cultural thing. And it's really because of the Kardashians. The Kardashians they have become this way. dynasty. And now reality and YouTube is seen as the same remember, level. Remember, for the longest, they weren't invited. To this day, Khloe Kardashian has never been invited. Yeah. Well, and Kim acknowledged it. She said, I'm tired of people saying that, like, I'm talentless. And so I don't deserve to be in the same spaces because I work hard. What I will say, YouTubing, vlogging, all of those things constantly having your life be made for content so hard is so difficult so i tried hard. it editing it's awful alone. editing is a joke like the shooting shooting the footage is actually the easy part when you yes. sit down and start editing and piecing things together yes. that's the real work so it pains me as a singer as someone who found my success on american idol at 16 to be mm-hmm. like youtubers belong in the space but that's where we're at culturally yeah I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We come from the same. I know, we come from the same place. Uh, but yeah, I also think that artwork should be worn. So wearing do, a chandelier. So do you agree with Tom Ford? I don't. Me neither. I don't. I think he's being a stick in the mud. Who wants to see the same black tux on every man yeah. or the same champagne-colored ball gown on yeah. every woman? I it's like also, the creativity. That's also like negative towards stylists, and then we'll wrap that uh, being able to create a chandelier to be worn is wearable art, and I love it. All right, coming up, uh, Ron DeSantis is learning that the first rule of Disney is that evil never wins. We talk about why in the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Halfway through our show and halfway through our work week. It's Wednesday. AJ Gibson is out, but we've got Shar joining us in this 8 o'clock hour. And we have a really good hour for you. A conversation we'll be having in just 20 minutes. Ron DeSantis is learning that the first rule of Disney is that evil never wins. We're going to discuss in Red, White, and Q, but Shar, you made a really good point when I said... Uh, that the gays still go to Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. You made a great point, and we'll discuss why you're totally right. And unfortunately, <laughs> we're going to get dragged for it. Also, this is a very interesting conversation. 
When someone pays in front of you as like a pay it forward, do you feel obligated to pay for the person behind you? Oh. I know. You're like, okay, someone bought me a gift, but do I spend my money to take care of somebody behind me? We're going to have that conversation. And then Megan Fox is talking about her son and why she's terrified for the public to get to know him, why she insists that they stay in the privacy of their home. But for now, let's get into a little bit of news on the beat. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed a bill Tuesday explicitly prohibiting the use of non-binary gender markers on state birth certificates. A ban experts say is the first of its kind in the nation. The bill followed a flap last year over the Oklahoma State Department of Health's agreement in a civil case allowing a non-binary option. The birth certificate in that case was issued to an Oklahoma-born Oregon resident who sued after the agency initially refused the request. People who are non-binary do not identify with traditional male or female gender assignments. News of this settlement prompted outrage among Republicans, including Stitt, who, along with fellow conservatives in a number of GOP-led states, have been engaged in a culture war over issues like restricting LGBTQ and abortion rights that drive the party's base in an election year. Stitt's appointee to lead the agency abruptly resigned the next day, and the governor then promptly issued an executive order prohibiting any changes to a person's gender on birth certificates despite the settlement agreement. A civil rights group has challenged the executive order in federal court, but the state has not yet responded. All right, another news in response to increased censorship of books centering LGBTQ plus people and people of color across the United States, the Brooklyn Public Library is offering teens nationwide free access to banned and challenged books. On April 13th, Brooklyn Public Library announced its Books Unbanned initiative, which allows young people between the ages of 13 and 21 living in anywhere in the U.S. to apply for a free library card. The membership provides a year's worth of access to the library's entire online collection of digital books, audio books, and other resources. We need these young adults to be able to learn about the world. The initiative is a direct response to the uptick in banned books within the past year. The American Library Association reports that more than 1,500 books were challenged in 2021, which it claims is the largest number of attempted books bans since it began it's compiling. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Is that insane? It's ridiculous. Thank God for books unbanned, though. These initiatives keep the information out there. All right, let's get into weather. A high of 59 in Boston, 79 in Dallas, 94 in La Quinta, 42 in Cleveland, a high of 60 in San Francisco, 92 in Palm Springs, and 90 in Vegas. Now, before Shark gives you a vibe of the day, I want to remind you, Channel Q presents our second annual Divas in the Desert, starring the tell-it-to-my-heart diva, the one and only Taylor Dane, Thursday, May 19th, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Divas in the Desert is our fundraising event benefiting DAP Health and the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center, and it's so much fun. Rosemary Galore and friends will be joining us for such a fun drag show. Plus, I'll be singing a few songs from my upcoming album and then finishing the night by a performance by Taylor Dane. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Channel Q's Diva in the Desert, a fun night for a great cause. Now, Shar, please give us a vibe of the day. So, this vibe of the day is presented again by Audrey Lord, much like I did last hour. Love. And, you know, Audrey coined the term self-care. Like, she really kind of spearheaded that. But, you know, it's now about bath bombs and stuff. But anyway, Uh (laughs) Audrey says... 
Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. That's the best way to describe self-care. I mean, self-preservation. Hey, self-preservation. I'm no good to you if I'm no good to myself. Can't pour from an empty cup. No, you can't, honey. So uh-huh. throw your CBD bath bomb in the bath and relax. <laughs> <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. I am hey, well, what would you do? Uh, if you found out that Disney just continues pouring money into things that are so anti-LGBTQ, you know what I would do? I would say, I'm not surprised. Because these businesses know that we need them and they're just going to continue giving money to people that are anti-abortion, anti-LGBTQ. But how do we contain people like Ron DeSantis if we even can? We're joined with campaign director at gender justice organization Ultraviolet, Katie Riley. Katie, thank you for joining us. So let's talk about Disney's political donations and what Ultraviolet's analysis has been. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And, uh, you know, the story is really personal for me because my partner and I actually just got married on Disney property in December, uh, which might surprise Ron DeSantis. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we had a big, beautiful queer wedding. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have found that... I mean, I would essentially say that their political giving isn't matching up with their values because Ron DeSantis would probably be surprised to know that Disney has a really long legacy of working with and supporting LGBT people. You know, uh, Howard Ashman, who wrote some of their biggest hits, was HIV positive and gay, and his AIDS quilt um, contains the lyrics to the, um, some of the Beauty and the Beast songs. They dedicated Beauty and the Beast to him after he passed. Um, they allowed LGBT marriages on property in Florida long before the state or the country did. Their brands have given us um, shows like Pose, Grey's Anatomy, The Fosters, Love, Victor. I think DeSantis is really focused on this very narrow view of like what Disney is supposed to be. And... It is confusing because more than 69% of their political donations in Florida went to folks behind anti-abortion legislation, Florida's attacks on voting rights, the Don't Say Gay bill. So that is um, $166,100. So the majority of their giving in the state of Florida going to these right-wingers that don't align with the actions that the company has been taking for decades now, um, Mm -hmm. actually are more supportive of our community than not. But, you know, they're prioritizing their own tax breaks. And now we're kind of seeing that uh, come back to haunt them a little bit because now they're in this really strange war with DeSantis. Yeah, this is also interesting to me because, especially because, the Disney air, you know, just came out as as trans themselves. Um, but I learned via Business Insider that the Disney family owns less than 3% of the company. Wow. So it's not like they're still, you know, yeah. in, in control. They just, you know, bear the name or what have you. I have to wonder, because 
I always say, you know, as a trans woman, trans people did not ask to be like this hockey puck in within the, you know, the political warfare, so to speak, this cultural warfare. Um, what does this look like moving forward? I know that Disney, DeSantis is trying to really bully Disney into caving to his demands by taking away, you know, special privileges that Disney and, and the town that houses Disney um, mm-hmm. gets. So what does this look like, in your opinion, moving forward? Do you think Disney will cave based on some of their past donations or are they going to stand 10 toes down in their own convictions and, you know- and be on the right side of history? That is a great question. I think that, I mean, I really hope, you know, right now they're saying they've paused political giving. We will see if that's, you know, I think a lot of corporations have a history of pausing when it's convenient. Mm -hmm. And as soon as people turn the other way, they are right back giving that money. But I do think going after this, like, Reedy Creek Improvement District, which is now actually renamed as Lake Buena Vista, um, is taking things a little bit harder um, than Disney might like. So um, that's actually just essentially he's just having a large temper tantrum because he knows this isn't going anywhere. Like, yes, he passed it through the legislature and he is going to make it into a law. Um, but the bill actually has to be approved. So Disney has the one billion dollars in debt which is fine if you're a two two hundred billion dollar company as far as assets go like that's that's like jump change to them Mm -hmm. you know but if that land reverts back to the counties then the homeowners have to pay for that so it's essentially it's been estimated to cost more than two thousand dollars per household that's not even counting any future developments on roads that are there to benefit Disney more so than the local residents. Like right now, Disney pays for all of their municipal services themselves. So Floridians actually have an opportunity to vote this down. Like DeSantis hasn't talked about that, but he has to go to the local homeowners and approve it with them. They also have the opportunity to vote him out in the fall. So Fingers crossed that that happens. Um, and, you know, we all know he's looking to run for president. So I think we'll all remember this when it comes time to vote for president as well. Um, as far as <laughs> Disney and political giving, you know, like I said, I I hope that they finally like put their money where their mouth is. Um, but we are seeing some small changes that do give me a little bit of hope. Like I know that they have decided to keep um, in the upcoming movie about Buzz Lightyear. Um, it's like a backstory film yeah, about him. I, I think that. there's yeah, supposed yeah. to be a same sex couple kiss and they have actually decided to keep that in. Um, I saw that there was some debate with the Dr. Strange movie that they were um, actually, like, pushing back for once on countries, telling them they need it to remove, like, same-sex couples oh from the film. Katie, there's so. so much we could continue talking about. Your article is incredible. <laughs> I'm so happy oh that gosh. you wrote it and that you informed our listeners of all the things I, I really didn't know. Uh, Katie Riley, campaign director at Gender Justice Organization, Ultraviolet. Thank you for joining us. And again, congratulations on your wedding in December to the happy couple. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Have a great day, y'all. You You too. too. All right, coming up, I love paying it forward, but if someone pays in front of you, do you feel obligated to pay for the person behind you? Find out why we don't think you should next.
Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Okay, listen, I love Pay It Forward. I love the movie. I love the idea behind it. I think it's just so sweet. Do you know what I'm saying? If you've got a couple extra bucks, why not try to make someone's day? Mm-hmm. However, there is now something going viral on TikTok. A TikToker's decision to end a Pay It Forward chain in the Starbucks drive through has sparked some discussion on the platform. Take a listen. So today I went to the Starbucks drive-thru to get my little drink and sandwich as a hot girl does. And I go to the barista to pay and he goes, you don't have to pay me today. And I'm like, Tim, stop freaking messing with me. You always mess with me like this. He's like, you don't have to pay me. The person in front of you paid for your drink and food as a nice gesture. And I was like, this is an epic day. Today's my best day ever. People are so kind. Wow. And then he drops this bomb. He says, yeah, So for every five people in front of you, they return the gesture back. So you're telling me that these people were shamed and caught into this Congo line of morality that they had to give the gesture back? (laughs) I'm not that girl. I deserve to have a good day. I deserve this free sandwich, dude. You're not taking this away from me. That defeats the whole point of someone doing something nice for me. I am the one that was helped and I am not helping anyone else. Okay. All right, look, it might sound like a privileged white girl, but I have to say I agree 100%. Well, in I, that case, I sound like a privileged black girl. What do you... Because I, I agree as well. Yeah, I do. Well, I, she caught me off guard when she was like, I was doing hot girl stuff, and I was like, I don't like uh, you. But then she made a good point, and I was like, I, liked I what, hear. I liked the whole Congo line of morality. Yes. I'm like, I'm going to steal that. Yes. Um, this is something, you know, this has sparked debate online for years now. And, uh, you know, people who work these lines really hate it. I, I've, I've even heard, you know, Starbucks in particular, is like tip your barista versus that because it can become confusing. Yeah. And also there is a pressure. I don't feel it. But there is a pressure. If I do feel like participating in the pay it forward Congo line of morality, then I w- will. But I don't always feel compelled to. And in fairness, I haven't been wrapped up in a lot of them. It ha- It's happened to me twice. And like I said, I understand to an extent, you know, coming off the heels of lockdown in this gross pandemic mm-hmm. people we like to brighten each other's days in, in certain contexts but there are other ways to do it yeah I think this also speaks volumes of our culture we are taught to work so hard but never to receive and sometimes it's just okay to receive a nice gesture it doesn't make you selfish doesn't make you anything other than I I'm guilty of it I mm-hmm. will like work hard manifest put it all out there put it and then it'll come to me and I'm like oh no no I can't take that and you're like, girl, just take. That also comes with being a woman, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my question is, what happens? You know, the people get guilted into this. What if I'm down to my last $10 and I went and got my my venti and my breakfast sandwich and the car behind me is a mom with five kids? That's a point. Make it, Char. And and they're like, oh, the person in front of you is taking care of your, your venti and your sandwich. Uh, we're doing pay it forward. And I'm like, well, how much? You know, what's the car behind me? And they're like, 55, 24. I don't have time Man. for that. I'm down to my last 10 bucks. This is my Starbucks treat Listen for me. to me. I have actually gone <laughs> negative to get the last Starbucks treat wow. in my account. Okay, so if you're trying to ask me to pay it forward to somebody and I don't got it like that, that's humiliating. And I think in yeah. so many ways of like, oh wait, I only have enough for me kind of thing. Like, yeah. also, but I think you can't it's... judge people's finances. We're in the age of no. inflation and shrinkflation and all yeah, of that. Yeah. I know people that have a lot of jobs that are literally paycheck to paycheck, or you don't you know, know what they're investing in or working on. You know, nationwide, not to derail the conversation, but uh, minimum wage people cannot afford a two-bedroom apartment in any state in the United States right now. <gasps> 
Like if you earning minimum wage income, you can't have a two bedroom apartment. And I think about so many people who are earning minimum wage incomes or like you mentioned, have multiple jobs, but they also might be single parents or caregivers and need we can't be in a one-bedroom apartment Listen, together. <laughs> my mom worked at Supercuts, and there's no way we would have been able to live off what she made, mm-hmm. even as getting tipped uh, in 2022. So for the single moms, yeah. oy vey, that's the worst. Yeah. Also, quit guilting people into being a good person. Just be a good person and, and shut up. And that's good person with air quotes, because just because you don't participate in, in pay it for it does not inherently make you a bad person. You're hired. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Okay, let's do a little what's a poppin', honey. I feel like <laughs> Megan Fox has been in the news a lot recently with her man, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, They've yeah. been drinking each other's blood. Oof. They really have been. They, that's, a real, that's a real story. Uh, and she's that engagement been, ring that won't come off. Did the, you read about yes, that? Yes, yes, it'll stab her. Yeah. But there's a moment I'm having for Megan Fox uh-huh. that I very much appreciate, and it's in regards to her children. Because a lot of people have dragged Megan Fox saying, you're always with MGK, where are your kids? It really appeared on social media that Brian Austin Green, her ex of the three babies, who's cute, who's so cute, so cute, has like sole custody or is more around. And people inherently judge the mom. Uh, you know, they always say something's wrong if the mother does not have sole custody. People really side eye that. Well, I don't know if he. I don't society. know if he has sole custody. I think it's joint custody. Okay, but, but the kids are always photographed with, with him. him, and she okay. doesn't photograph them. Well, she's saying now, Megan Fox is doing everything she can to protect her children from being bullied, from making the choices they want about what to wear and how they present themselves from the beginning when her her son Noah who is now nine years old expressed an interest in wearing dresses Fox started doing the work I bought a bunch of books that sort of address these things and addressed a full spectrum of what this is Mm -hmm. some of the books are written by transgender children some of the books are just about how you can be a boy and wear a dress you can express yourself through your clothing however you want and that doesn't even have anything to do with your sexuality in fact she says sexuality isn't even broached in this portion of the interview, nor is it relevant to what Noah is dealing with and what she as a parent is dealing with. And this child is nine, nine years old. Okay, because that okay that means uh, that they're he's a bit more solid, or there I'll just say they're a bit more solid. Well, no, because there could be misgendering, so he still goes by he him. Uh, is a bit more solid in who they are because I was about to say I love that she has books written by trans people and and some th- that are just about being a boy in a dress because kids do experiment. Right. But when you're nine, that's like fourth, fifth grade. You know, you're yeah. still experimenting with your look, but you fundamentally, there's a foundation laid. So yeah. it's like, you know, where is this going to go? I think so too. And I love that she pointed out that, you know, because look, we all make assumptions. I did the same. I'm like, oh, maybe she's not taking care of her because she doesn't photograph them. And here she's like, oh, I am absolutely taking taking care of my children and they will grow up in a life where they feel comfortable. I like that and she... And protected. And protected. Yeah. And she said this has nothing to do with sexuality because as it we've doesn't. been talking with this Don't Say Gay bill, nine years old is in the jurisdiction of like the K through third grade. Mm-hmm. Like you, when you're nine, you're in the third grade still. No, it's, it's more like four. Is it? I thought it was eight to nine and then nine to ten is fourth. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And then but, 10, but, 11 yeah. is fifth. Yeah. 11, 12 like, is six, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you're in, right. In that area. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. In it's, that it's, they're in that age to sort of not be able to talk about that. And imagine him going to school and not being able to present how he would like to present. Well, listen, it still tears people up. We just saw the picture that was released on Easter with Zaya Wade kissing her boyfriend. People still conflate gender identity and sexuality, and it confuses people. So even people within the LGBT community, which is so wild to me. Yeah. Like, trans people can be lesbian. Trans people can be gay. Trans people can be straight. Trans people can be pan, et cetera, et cetera, because the T is a gender identity, not a sexuality, people. How many times do we have to keep yes. going over this? Yes. <laughs> Say that part. Okay. Uh, coming up, what occupations have the highest proportions of gays? We've got the top five, and you might be surprised in our next hour. The Morning Beat, Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, AJ Gibson is out, but I have to say I I love him so much and we miss you so much. I have enjoyed you so much, Shar. I just enjoy uh, having another woman in here, the conversations that we get to have. We always say it, but the conversations are the best <laughs> off air. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so thank you so much for being with us. And of course, Vanessa, our producer, always has so much to add as well. This final hour, we're talking uh, what are the highest jobs that gay people have. We've got like the top five jobs uh, with the highest proportion of gays. You might be surprised. I was when I I read the article. Well, some of them I wasn't. And some of them I was like, oh, okay. I can hear that. I can hear that. Same. (laughs) same. Also, uh, we are joined with Dr. James Simmons for What the Health as we talk about how men are finding ways to amp up their testosterone, bromeotherapy apparently is a thing thanks to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson would be a great jag name. Sounds like a, a name of a an adult actor, an adult film specifically. Yes. You pick up what I'm putting down. Yes, I am. Absolutely. Tucker Carlson sounds like a 70s like adult film star. Yes, it does. That and name. looks like a 70s adult film star in yeah, this new campaign he's douchey. doing. Pretty douchey. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got Tell Me Something Good For You. Find out how a student flashing a pride flag at graduation uh, turned out to be so heroic. But for now, let's get into a little bit of news on the beat. The Russian government is finding faith Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for refusing to remove LGBTQ content that violates the country's 2013 law against so-called gay propaganda. On Tuesday, a Moscow court ordered Meta, Facebook... Oh my God, I'm dying. Facebook and Instagram's parent company to pay a fine of 4 million rubles, also $53,000. The court also ordered TikTok to pay a fine of 2 million rubles, $26,000. Now, why the fines are ostensibly connected to the gay propaganda law. The court's decision is more immediately connected to Russia's attempts to discredit the social media outlets for exposing Russia's war crimes during its continued invasion of Ukraine. Since Russia began its invasion in February, the Russian government's media regulator uh, told Meta to stop fact-checking and labeling disinformation about the invasion posted by Russia's state-owned media organizations. Uh, Meta did use the violation of fundamental human rights and freedoms as well as the rights and freedoms of Russian citizens. The law has been roundly condemned by the United Nations Committee on the Rights of of the Child, the human rights group Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch and civil rights activists around the world. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high 
57 in Boston, 79 in Dallas, 94 in La Quinta, 42 in Cleveland, 76 in Atlanta, 85 in Miami, 82 in Houston, 92 in Palm Springs, and 72 in LA. Now before, Shark gives you a fabulous vibe of the day. I want to remind you, Channel Q presents our second annual Divas in the Desert, starring the Tell It to My Heart Diva, the one and only Taylor Dane, Thursday, May 19th from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Divas in the Desert is our fundraising event benefiting DAP Health and the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center. So much fun. Rosemary Galore and friends will be joining us for a very fun drag show. I'll be singing a couple songs from my upcoming album and, of course, a special performance from Taylor Dane. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Keep it tuned here for your chance to win your way in. Now, Shar, give us a vibe of the day. So I started out the top of the show with the Dolly Parton quote and then gave you two Audrey Lord quotes. So I figure it only makes sense to kind of wrap things up with another Dolly Parton quote. Amen. Capricorn Queen. Dolly Parton says, we cannot direct the wind, but we can adjust the sails. Come on, I love that. Control great, what you can control. Let go what euphemism. you can. Yes, for, for just riding the wave and adjusting your perspective. Absolutely. All right, coming up, what occupations have the highest proportion of gays? You might be surprised. And do you fall into the category we discuss in seven minutes? Good morning, B. Channel Q. Okay, now listen. I love the gays, honey. Uh I love lesbians. Yesterday was Lesbian Visibility Day. They did an amazing uh, article on my partner, DJ Lisa Pittman, who's been in the gay DJ scene, uh, really dominated the male world as a female lesbian for 20 years. It was so great to see. Love Um, that. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is. Like, listen, Lisa's a little bit older, and, like, Lisa was not gay when it was cool and euphoria uh-huh. like and she was androgynous when she got made fun of by other men yeah. like it was really a different time and so i just respect her so much but we're talking occupations that have the highest proportion of gays okay <laughs> what would you <laughs> what would your first guess be Shar, if you needed to guess this my first guest it, it will. I said guest. My first guest <laughs> is actually number one on this list. Like my mind instantly went to flight attendants. Did it? Yeah. Okay. I see it. I love it. And now every that time I, I board back, a plane, there's at least two gay men on there. Specifically I, gay men. I don't really see lesbians, but there's never. specifically gay men at least. It doesn't matter what airline. Doesn't matter if I'm going to Chicago, Illinois, or Dubuque, Montana. There's <laughs> always at least two gay guys on there. I feel like it's because the gays love to travel and like go to Mykonos and their Speedos and you can travel for free as a flight attendant. So they're living their truth. Yeah. Okay, this one I was shocked. Like I literally was shocked. Performing artists. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Sure, I was of about course. Michaela, <laughs> are you? Are you over there smoking? Listen, I I feel like all I deal with is gay men. Yeah. Uh, in the performing arts, theater, yeah. musical, uh, you know, Broadway, dancers, dancers. singers, choirs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they want to live their best painters, lives. like artists. Is, yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Uh, another one, which these are things that I didn't think about uh-huh. until I think about them right now. Uh-huh. Starbucks baristas. I instantly thought of Lady Gaga talking to Caitlyn Jenner. I switched baristas. Uh, when Caitlyn was like, I haven't seen you at the Starbucks. Uh-uh. Remember that conversation? No. It went viral. Tell me, no. Caitlyn Jenner ran into Lady Gaga. It was around Grammy's time. And you could tell Gaga did not want to talk to this woman. And Caitlyn's like, I haven't seen you at, at the local Starbucks lately. And Lady Gaga just casually says, I switched baristas. Stop. Gaga, you're an icon. 
Yeah. I feel like that too. I think it's because they get to yell your name. And yeah. anything that has to do with like some sort of attention, yeah. they want it. Yeah. Okay, give me another one. Um, paramedics. It, Does that surprise you? Yeah. Really? But I don't actually have a lot of experience with paramedics. I only know, like, I am a fan of Ryan Murphy's 911 on Fox and 911, you know, on Lone Star. Right. And they have gay characters in that. So I'm like, okay, I could see that. All right. Other ones that were uh, ranking pharmacists, nurses, scientists, public relations. I know a lot of gay so PR. So many gay PR. A lot of gay PR. And organists. Now, see, that doesn't surprise me. There's a stereotype, especially in the black church that no matter how homophobic or problematic or transphobic, the church will use the gays to lead the choir. Yeah, but the gays they have get taste. the choir. They get the choir together. Yeah, okay? they do. So that organist does not surprise me. Also, chefs and cooks. Yeah. A, a lot of these, I should mention, are creative occupations. Yes. And I think that just com- kind of comes with the territory, maybe, in the, in the sphere of queerness. Yeah. I feel like going back to the organists, I haven't met a gay man that doesn't like a good organ. That's now, all, that, that's a double entendre. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. They play that organ very well. They know okay. how to work it. So this makes sense to me. Tell me something good. We always like to leave you with two really great stories to help kick off the rest of your day. And I love this story. Now, we're watching as schools are really trying to take away gay. But one student is not having it. And during a graduation, one student, as she went up to receive her diploma, Mm -hmm. she... It looked like she was probably flashing the audience, to be honest. She opened up her (laughs) robe and sewn inside of the robe was the rainbow flag. And she said, I will not hide. And I think it's amazing. Brigham Young University is where this young woman goes to school. And listen, BYU, it's against the honor code to be in a homosexual relationship. And if you're discovered dating or just holding and there's severe consequences. Is this like a Mormon university or yes, something? Do we know? It's okay. very strict. Okay. Uh, but she's saying, uh-uh, I'm not going to hide it. And here I am. The audience probably thought they were going to see boobs. They saw a flag. I think it's iconic. Now give us a great story, Mama. This story is about Ollie, who's a cute little dog from overseas. And, you know, they say dogs add value to our lives, but Ollie added value to Adam Clark and Kim McGuire's life in more ways than one. Um, So Ollie, he's known for digging up things, his very particular breed of dog. He basically looks like a teddy bear with four legs, right? And so they were walking him in the park, okay? Follow me, Michaela. Walking him Mm -hmm. in the park. Yes, walking. He he ended up getting, he got to digging and he dug up 15, what's deemed as 15 sovereign coins that date back to 1489. Ollie! As in the year 1489. Before the is that even a year? Before the United States, before Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean oh, what blue. What was that in fourteen eighty nine? I have no clue, but check this out: the equivalent, like the 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 um, coins, amount to seven thousand five hundred and sixty four dollars. That is their worth. They took it to a, an appraisal because you never know if these things are like costume jewelry or whatever. Yeah, of course. And it was fourteen eighty nine. Nobody found it before fourteen eighty nine, except no. for Ollie the dog. That's who deemed the well, eight thousand dollars. That's a reminder of just how tiny we are in the world. Yes. You know, there's things still yet to be discovered in this soil. (laughs) It's also a testament that my dogs are trash. They just eat their own poop. Like, I've never found, like, coins or 8,000. Rocco, get 
get to work. What a remarkable discovery. Gorgeous. All Incredible. that money. So, yeah, we love to hear it. We love to hear it. Well, I had a great day with you, Shar. Thank you to all of our guests, as always. We have another great show for you tomorrow for Therapy Thursdays. But for now, stick around for three hours of curated music just for you. And then, of course, it's Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. End your day with Dr. Chris and Loveline. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.